Welcome back to another episode of the More Than Corporate Podcast. It's another solo episode today for this Friday. And I want to jump into this really interesting topic about kind of this internal identity crisis that goes on when you go down this personal development journey. It's really interesting and crazy to me. And honestly, it's something that I'm in the middle of going through now. I think it's something that we never really grow out of because we're constantly growing. We're constantly becoming new versions of ourself. Sometimes they're better. Usually, hopefully, they're better. And when we unconsciously make that change, sometimes our behaviors and our patterns and our actions don't always catch up. So then we're kind of stuck with this internal identity crisis of who the hell am I? And it's really a crazy and uncomfortable place to be. And I'm really excited to dig into this topic with you today. This is the More Than Corporate Podcast, and I'm your host, Amber Furman. Welcome to the More Than Corporate Podcast, where we discuss finding fulfillment, defining success, and living your best life. There's no roadmap to success, no one-size-fits-all answer to fulfillment. I believe it requires us all to be vulnerable and authentic about what we want to accomplish and have the courage to step out of our comfort zone to chase our dreams. Keep listening to hear stories from inspiring people who make it their mission to live their best life every day. All right, guys, so this idea of an identity crisis, let's jump into this because I talk about this a few different ways in my speaking and podcasting, and usually it has to do with careers where you spend so much time and energy and effort getting to where you are and your identity is so tied up in being that person that when you decide that that thing doesn't fulfill you anymore and you want to make a change, your identity is so tied up in that that you start to wonder, who am I without this job? This identity crisis I want to talk about, though, is just as painful and sometimes not as easy to recognize. So when we go through change, change happens unconsciously. We can change the way we think about things. We can heal. We can make necessary adjustments to our mindset. And then we don't necessarily get to practice that until we're in certain situations. And honestly, guys, I was debating as I was doing this intro how raw I was going to get on this episode. But as I'm describing this, I just, I really don't think that I can do it justice without telling you what I'm going through. So just know that this is extremely uncomfortable and is going to be really raw. And I hope that you guys, number one, are okay with that. And number two, learn something from it. So let me just set the scene for you because I, I just, I really don't think I can do this without an example. I used to be extremely codependent in relationships so much so that when something didn't go the way that I thought it should, I would create a problem that didn't exist for the purposes of regaining control over a situation. When in all reality, I hadn't really lost control anyways. I just didn't understand that people feel, think, hear, and see things differently. Just because somebody doesn't respond a way that you would respond or that you would like them to respond or that you would expect them to respond doesn't mean that they don't care. That's been a huge lesson that I've had to learn. You know, I've talked about this a little bit. I just don't think that I've ever really gone really deep into it. If you've listened to the other episodes of this podcast, you know that this is really where my journey starts in 2016 when I was having 
my panic attacks and I started going to therapy where I was trying to work on this codependency abandonment issue and it's this process that led me to NLP and it's this process that led me to the ability to understand my emotions and it's really been a crazy journey because when I look back at the person that I used to be I can't even resonate with the idea of what it was like to be that person the things that I would have done back then seem so foreign to me I showed up this way in so many areas of my life because of you've, as you've heard me say multiple times, how you do one thing is how you do everything. So I showed up this way in business. I showed up this way in my family relationships, in my romantic relationships, in my friendships. I showed up this way in my health. And as you become more self-aware, as you go through this process and really start to realize that you have full control over your life, you start to pick up on the things that you're doing the things that you're changing and the places where you show up differently. And over the last four years, I have completely transformed the way that I show up in my family, in my circle of friends, and in my business. I'm working on transforming the way that I show up in my health. And I haven't really dated. So I haven't had the opportunity to work on how I show up in my relationships. So fast forward a little bit and I recently met someone and we're in that awkward, awful, uncomfortable beginning of whatever it's going to become stage where you're just kind of waiting to see whether there's potential and you're learning about each other and trying to decide whether this is a good fit for you and for the other person. And it's horrible. I, I mentioned to my personal trainer when we were working out that, you know, this is supposed to be the fun part of a relationship. And he laughed at me and said, Amber, this part of a relationship freaking sucks. This is not the fun part of a relationship. This is awful. It's after you get through this first part of a relationship when it's new and you know where you're both at, that it becomes fun. And I was like, you know what? That's a really good point. But another squirrel moment. For the first time as I've gone through this journey in an opportunity to show up differently in a romantic relationship. And it's really been an interesting process for me as I started to show up differently in business and in my family relationships and in my friendships. I wasn't really self-aware enough to understand what was going on. So I just knew that I was showing up differently. I didn't necessarily know or put my finger on exactly where or how. With relationships, though, I have the self-awareness to remember who I used to be. And there's a part of me that's so afraid of going back to being that person again, that it's always on my mind. And I had a conversation with a really good friend of mine who is also a relationship coach over a few, a few weekends ago. And we had this conversation and she said something to me that has really been sticking with me about how it's not likely that you go back into those relationships because you don't attract the same kind of people. Add to that the conversation that I had with another friend of mine just yesterday 
where we were talking about new relationships. She recently started dating as well. And she was talking about showing up differently in them. And she said to me, it took the right person for me to open up to. But I promised myself that if someone was that important to me, I would open up more. If he liked me, he would stick around. No more hiding who I am or brushing things under the rug. So combining this with the fact that Brene Brown was the first thing that my therapist gave me to listen to when I was initially going through this process in 2016, and that I have often said that vulnerability and authenticity or transparency and courage have transformed my life. I've implemented those into every other area of my life except for this one. And it was really interesting because what I was finding was that I had all these old habits. I had all these old actions that were comfortable to me that I had learned and taught myself that that's how you act in a relationship. I had these patterns of behavior that would have felt normal to me previously. And over the last couple of weeks, as I've noticed some of those things pop back up and realizing how incongruent I am with them. And this is where the identity crisis conversation really comes in. One example is good morning and good night texts. I love good morning and good night texts. I love them for different reasons because the old me would have needed them because I was so insecure that I needed to know that I was the first thing somebody was thinking about and the last thing that they were thinking about. The first thing when they woke up and the last thing before they went to bed. And as I've started doing whatever this is with this new person that I've met, and we've been sending good morning and good night texts, I had a conversation with someone about why I still want those and why I still need those. And she mentioned to me, you know, Amber, there's a difference between wanting something and needing them. And needing communication is potentially dangerous. There's nothing wrong with wanting it. And that was a really big aha moment for me. So this this episode isn't meant to be about relationships. It's not meant to be about what's going on necessarily in my life. It's meant to be about the identity crisis that goes on when you unconsciously make a change of who you want to be and you don't get to practice that in all areas of your life right away. You get to practice it in certain areas of your life. And then as opportunities arise, you get to practice it in other areas of your life. And behavior and actions and habits, they still exist consciously. So it's easy to start to take old actions. What's really different though is the way you feel about those actions. Because have you ever done anything where you just feel like it's wrong? You just feel like you're doing something that you don't want to be doing and you don't know why you're doing it. You're taking an action that kind of feels like a habit. With my health journey, it was going through drive throughs There have been times as I've been working on my health journey that I found myself in a fast food drive-thru going, I don't want to be here. How did I get here? 
And then you get to make that conscious decision to act a different way. You get to realize that that old behavior that was congruent with the old mentality that you used to have no longer fits in your life. And you have the decision to choose to act differently. You have the decision to choose to show up differently. And that fear that I mentioned before, I was always afraid of going back into old habits. This experience has really shown me that that's really not possible because my mindset won't allow me to. I am so incongruent with the old actions that I used to have. I could never show up that way in a relationship again and still be true to who I am. The uncomfortable part is being willing to be vulnerable enough to acknowledge where you are and reach out and have the conversations that you need to have with the people that can help you. And you've heard me say throughout the last 15-ish minutes of this episode that I talked to multiple different friends. And I did that because each one of those friends gave me a different perspective. And if I wasn't willing to open up about where I was at, if I wasn't willing to talk about the fact that I was in the middle of this identity crisis, that the last time I was dating anyone, I was so unhealthy I acted in a way that is completely appalling to me now. And as I start to move into the dating world again, I don't want to show up that way. And that muscle memory is in an identity crisis with my unconscious mind. And your unconscious mind will tell you that those actions no longer fit who you are, that you have changed that mindset, you have changed that mentality. So whether this is how you show up at work, whether this is how you show up in health, in family relationships, in relation to your spirituality, whether this is how you show up in relationships, that in your relationship with money, in all areas of your life, this exists where at some point in your life, you are one person and then you switch your mindset and then you get to switch your actions. The real moral of this podcast and this story is that we have 100% control over who we are, who we become, and if we are not showing up the way that we want to, if we are not the person that we want to be, we are the only one who can change that. It requires you to embrace the suck of this process. It requires you to jump into the acknowledgement that you're transforming. I did a podcast episode on transformation and related it to a butterfly and a cocoon. And I talked about this process of transformation. And this popped into my head again as I was preparing this episode. And I kind of want to leave you with this thought. Everybody talks about the butterfly. Everybody talks about this beautiful thing that exists. And everybody talks about the transformation from a caterpillar to a butterfly. What we don't talk about very often is what that process actually is. If you look it up, it's awful. It's disgusting. 
And I mean, no human has ever been through it. Really. I mean, I don't think that there's any human that can say that they have transformed from a caterpillar to a butterfly. So we can't say with any certainty that it's painful. At the same time, I don't understand how it couldn't be. Because if you look at it and and you read what really happens, this caterpillar inside of this cocoon liquefies and rebuilds itself. Literally breaks itself down and builds itself into something new. And as we transform, as we become new people, as we become the people that we want to be, we go through the same process. We look at where we want to be and we look at who we are now and we expect it to be this easy process. And it can be if you're willing to embrace the uncomfortable moments that come along with that. So if you're in the middle of this identity crisis, if you are somebody who's been working on your mindset, you've been in this personal development space, you are aware of who you want to be and what you need to do to get there. However, you're seeing your old habits and your actions and your muscle memory taking you down a path that's no longer congruent to you. Take a deep breath and ask yourself, what's the purpose of this action? And then listen, because your unconscious mind will tell you. The important part is to listen and to acknowledge it when it's that uncomfortable answer, because again, normally it requires embracing the suck. So happy Friday. Um, as we wrap this up, when I started this, I knew what I wanted to talk about. I didn't really know how deep I was going to go into the conversation. So thanks for sticking with me through this rabbit hole. As always, guys, remember you have the opportunity to define your best life and you owe it to yourself to have the courage to live it. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the show. I hope that something that was said resonated with you or provided value to you in one way or another. I'd love to hear more about your thoughts on the show. You can reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram at Amber Furman. Also, I've created a Facebook community for followers of the show to interact with me and other members of the community. You can find that on Facebook at More Than Corporate. So go ahead and join that group if you'd like to stay up to date on podcast happenings and meet some really cool people. Again, thanks so much for tuning in.